0: Today is the 17th day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. The Lord in His holy temple, let all the earth keep silence before Him. Lord, open our lips, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalm for the 17th day, evening prayer, Psalm 89. Your love, O Lord, forever will I sing. From age to age my mouth will proclaim your faithfulness. For I am persuaded that your love is established forever. You have set your faithfulness firmly in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn an oath to David, my servant. I will establish your line forever and preserve your throne for all generations. The heavens bear witness to your wonders, O Lord, and to your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who is in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the gods? God is much to be feared in the council of the holy ones, great and terrible to all those round about him. Who is like you, O Lord God of hosts? O mighty Lord, your faithfulness is all around you. You rule in the raging of the sea and still the surging of the waves. You have crushed Rahab of the deep with a deadly wound. You have scattered your enemies with a mighty arm. Yours are the heavens, the earth also is yours. You laid the foundations of the world and all that is in it. You have made the north and the south, Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. You have a mighty arm, strong as your hand and high as your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne, love and truth, before your face. Happy are the people who know the festal shout. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your presence. They rejoice daily in your name. They are jubilant in your righteousness. For you are the glory of their strength, and by your favor your might is exalted. Truly the Lord is our Ruler the Holy One of Israel, is our King. You spoke once in a vision and said to your faithful people, I have set the crown upon a warrior and have exalted the one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. My hand will hold him fast, and my arm will make him strong. No enemy shall deceive him, nor any wicked man bring him down. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and love shall be with him, and he shall be victorious through his name. I shall make his dominion extend from the great sea to the river. He will say to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn, and higher than the kings of the earth. I will keep my love for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his line forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law, and do not walk according to my judgments, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandments, I will punish their transgressions with a rod, and their iniquities with a lash but I will not take my love from them, nor let my faithfulness prove false. I will not break my covenant, nor change what has gone out of my lips. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His line shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall stand fast forevermore like the moon, the abiding witness in the sky but you have cast off and rejected my anointed. You have become enraged at him. You have broken your covenant with your servant, defied his crown and hurled it to the ground. You have breached all his walls and laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by despoil him, he has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes and made all his enemies rejoice. You have turned back the edge of his sword and have not sustained him in battle. You have put an end to his splendor and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth and have covered him with his shame. How long will you hide yourself, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember, Lord, how short life is, how frail you have made all flesh. Who can live and not see death? Who can save himself from the power of the grave? Where, Lord, are your loving kindnesses of old, which you promised David in your faithfulness? Remember, Lord, how your servant is mocked, how I carry in my bosom the taunts of many people the taunts your enemies have hurled, O Lord, which they hurled at the heels of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen. I say, Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 21, beginning at the 27th verse. When the seven days of purification were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, who had seen Paul in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd. They seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against our people our law in this place. More than that, he has actually brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled the holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city. And they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was aroused and the people rushed together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple and immediately the doors were shut. While they were trying to kill him, word came to the tribune and the cohort and all Jerusalem who was in an uproar. Immediately he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. When they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came, arrested him, and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing, some another, and he could not learn the facts because of the uproar. He ordered him to be brought into the barracks. When Paul came to the steps, the violence of the mob was so great that he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, Away with him! Seek the Lord while he wills to be found, call upon him when he draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, beginning at the 32nd verse. Jesus and the disciples were on the road, going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus was walking ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. Then they will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him, and after three days he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it that you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, you know that among the Gentiles those who they recognize as their rulers lorded over them and their great ones are tyrants over them but it is not so among you but whoever wishes to become great among you must also be your servant and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all for the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Here ends the readings. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O king of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: A reading for the Thursday in the week following, Proper 13. This is a reading from the Treatise in Defense of the Prophet David, by Ambrose, Bishop of Milan, in the year 397. We have undertaken to write a defense of the prophet David, not because he, distinguished as he was by such great merits and virtues, should be considered to be in need of this service. We have done so because many who read what is narrated concerning him, but without any penetrating appreciation of the power of the scriptures or of the mysteries hidden therein, wonder how so great a prophet could have fallen into the sin of adultery and afterward into the sin of murder. Therefore, we have set ourselves the task of examining with a critical eye the story of the events and circumstances that seem to have opened the way to that sin. We read in the second book of Samuel that David, while strolling about in his palace, saw from a roof a woman bathing. The the name of the woman was Bathsheba. She was extraordinarily attractive in her figure and bearing and in the singular beauty of her facial features and expression. Captivated by these charms, David was stricken with a desire to have her. The woman, however, was already married to a man whose name was Uriah. At the bidding of the king, the stage was set up to have Uriah killed. For his life, while it did not inhibit the king's lust, was regarded by him as an obstacle to be rid of, to protect him against the stigma of adultery. To begin our discussion, therefore, with considerations that should be evident to all, let us be on our guard not to condemn anyone whom God has justified. It matters little to me, says St. Paul, whether you or any human court pass judgment on me. I do not even pass judgment on myself. He said this while he was still in the flesh and still subject to temptation. The reason why he would not pass judgment on himself Was because the spiritual person can be appraised by no one except by God alone. He then adds, The Lord is the one to judge me, so stop passing judgment before the time of his return. As for David, he has already fulfilled the time, has been found worthy of God's favor, and has been justified by Christ, since the Lord himself was proud to be called son of David while those who confessed him to be the son of David were enlightened to do so from above. How then, after he has been so rewarded by God, can you judge and condemn this man of God? The Lord himself expressed his judgment concerning him when he said to Solomon, If you live in my presence as your father David lived, sincerely and uprightly, doing just as I commanded him, Is this man, therefore, who did all that God commanded him and who lived in holiness and uprightness of heart to be considered deserving of condemnation or of commendation? Here ends the reading.
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory and grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church. Then in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you